Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let your kingdom come to the over 90 nations listening to this Sunday evening's message in the Word with Sister Pearl's broadcast on Reaching Out Radio International. We warmly welcome you. We pray that tonight's word will greatly strengthen and encourage you in your walk with the Lord and serve as a catalyst, a catalyst to position you to live and demonstrate his kingdom, hallelujah, on the earth, wherever you happen to live. I've had the tremendous privilege to not only live in a nation that is presently open to the gospel, but I've also resided in a country which is known as being closed to his liberating message of salvation as well. I can tell you from personal experience that wherever you may happen to live, you can experience God's kingdom right there in your part of the world. Tonight, I strongly sense that in the middle of the first month of this brand new year, we're going to continue along the line of the Lord's Prayer. During our last broadcast, we spoke on hallowing or respecting and honoring God. It is with a posture of hallowing and deep respect for God that we start not only our year, but every aspect of any and every endeavor that we embark on. We must begin with the clear understanding that it is only due to God that we are here in the first place. And we need to honor and revere him as God, our ultimate source. The next step on our journey this year is to be cognizant or to be aware. That's what cognizant means, to be aware, to be knowing of the fact that we are to be intentional. We're to purposefully be about inviting his kingdom to come wherever we are. We open up the floodgates of our heart, our minds, our body, our soul, our actions, possessions, even our family, and all those things among us or around us, whom we have influence with to God's kingdom. I want to welcome and seek to live and demonstrate the kingdom of God here on earth in my own life. And I'm hoping that the wonderful listeners of Reaching Out Radio International that have made Jesus Christ your Lord, your master, your king, that you will demonstrate the kingdom of God where you are, where you're living, where you're dwelling, where you're residing, in your environment. Make your dwelling place a daily habitation for his rule and reign in your life. And as we're speaking and ministering tonight, our prayer is, Lord, let your kingdom come. Now, Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 10, this then is how 
you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, you and I often pray this prayer as we pray and recite the Lord's Prayer, but it should not just be mere words that we mouth, um, you know, or we just say because we're accustomed to saying it from a little child or we were taught that in um, in Sunday school or when we were confirmed, if you're a part of the Catholic Church. Uh, we are taught the Lord's Prayer because this is something that Jesus taught his disciples. And if you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, then he teaches us to pray after this manner. But that doesn't mean that we just, you know, that and we don't have any knowledge of what we're saying. No, this is a model that Jesus gave his disciples. And so a great part of that is to understand what we are praying. And tonight we're specifically going to hone in on let your kingdom come. So we're inviting the kingdom of God to come and be demonstrated, be made known, be activated where we are on the earth. Will you just pray with me before we go into the God's word uh, this evening? Like I often tell you, if you cannot bow your head where you are, that's okay. Just bow your heart before the Lord in prayer. Let's just still ourselves, if you possibly can, in reverence to our King. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for being a great and an awesome God. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you brought us to the 15th day now of January in 2023. And we're so privileged and honored and grateful. We don't take it for granted, God, that we are alive and that you have a plan and you have a purpose for us to be on the earth at this time in history Thank you for the privilege of being able to be one of the hosts uh, sharing the gospel on Reaching Out Radio International. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for Evangelist Montel Fields and her beautiful family, our brother Dustin, their children, grandchildren, Lord God. We pray your uh, continued blessings upon Evangelist Montel and her family. We pray that you would strengthen her, encourage her heart, continue to expand her vision to see the gospel reaching into every corner of this world that we live in, Lord God, every country, every province, every state, every village, every barangay, every island, every continent. God, let the gospel be known to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that's alive on the earth today. We pray that you would bless all of the Roku stations, and all of the different stations that this ministry is going out on, Lord God, and, and all the internet uh, that's being pick, picking up this ministry tonight, Lord God, we pray that your kingdom would come and that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So thank you, Lord God, for tonight. Thank you for everyone that's listening. 
I pray for myself as the one that you're using to bring this word of, uh, to share with the people. I pray, God, that you would hide me behind your cross, that I would not be the one that the people remember, but they would remember the word that you placed in my mouth to speak. And that word would be life and light, and it would illuminate the hearers, oh God. It would bring understanding, comprehension, Lord God. And not only will they be able to understand the word, but that they would be able to act out and live flesh the word of God where they are, Lord God. Let your kingdom come. That's my desire in 2023, and I pray that that's the desire of all of us who listen. And for those who do not yet know you as their personal Lord and Savior, we pray that this word that they hear tonight would somehow uh, woo them and uh, cause them to want to know Jesus, to want to make you the Lord of their lives, to want to surrender, to want to submit to your Lordship, Lord God, so that they might come into this great life that we have in Christ Jesus. We pray that all distraction will be gone, all hindrances, everybody who's trying to interrupt, every imp, every demon that would try to circumvent and try to um, take people away from hearing your word tonight, Lord God. We pray for free access for all that want to hear the word of God. Uh, just bless us in this time that we, we offer to you. And we pray that at the end of the day, your name above all else will be exalted, will be honored, will be glorified and desired. We pray this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. One of the great truths that begin, begins the Lord's Prayer is the Our Father portion. You know, we can't pray the Lord's Prayer without first uh, calling him our Father. So do you realize, do you realize that in spite of your earthly father and the type of experience you may have had or may not have had with him, you have a heavenly father who knows you and loves you. This is just reality. Whether you feel you do or you, you don't feel like you do, you do have a heavenly father. Now, every living human being alive on the earth today was created by God. No, you were not, you know, you're not a descendant of a gorilla or an ape, or a monkey, contrary to a lot of wrong ideologies. The truth of the matter is that you've been created by God Almighty. So this places all of us on the same neutral and level ground. In spite of being born into wealth or poverty, you may have been born in a free country or a closed nation, you may live in a republic or under a dictatorship. However, we all share the same creator God. Of course, Jesus taught his disciples to take it to another level. But he not only addressed God as creator, but he told his followers to call the great creator of all humanity our father. 
the important difference in being able to claim God, the Father, as ours is when you and I place our faith in Christ. And what is Sister Pearl saying? Allow me to explain. Until you place faith in Jesus Christ, you cannot really claim God as your Heavenly Father. You are simply one of his many wonderful creations. You've been created by God. You've been made by God. You were designed by God. And that's how come you and I need to connect. In order to really be successful in life, we need to connect with the designer. How weird is it for us to, you know, be having been designed by God and then we never tune in to the designer. That's strange. So let me read a portion of scripture for you, and it's from the New Testament. It's taken from not the Gospel of John, but the Epistle of John that's near the end of the New Testament. It's when John uh, the Beloved was an older man, an older apostle, and he wrote many beautiful things in First John, Second John, Third John, but I'm reading tonight from First John, chapter five, verses one through five, and this I'm reading to help explain how that you and I, in order to be able to call God our Father, that we first have to place our trust and faith in Jesus Christ. So here the apostle goes on to say in First John five verse one. Um, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. Verse 3. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So you've heard me, if you've been listening to Reaching Out Radio been listening to me and been listening to the other radio hosts and hostesses, you know that you and I must be born again to be able to claim Jesus as our Lord. We need to be not only born in the natural, like everyone is, if they're alive, but we need a second birth, a new birth. We need to be born from above. And we learn about this in the Gospel of John, Chapter 3. You can listen to some of my previous broadcasts to hear about what it is to be born again. Tonight we're not going to go into that, but I'm just sharing with you this wonderful portion of Scripture from 1 John 5, verses 1 through 5, to remind you that we are not all God's children just because we're alive, but we become his children as we place our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. So this word tonight is specifically 
to those who claim God as their heavenly father. You respect and you honor God above everyone and everything else. And you're inviting his kingdom to come where you dwell. You want to start demonstrating his kingdom in you, over you, and around you. And you might say, which is a very good question, well, what exactly is a kingdom? I looked up just the normal definition of kingdom, and a kingdom means a country, state, or territory ruled by a king or a queen. For instance, many of you would know that um, just last year, the Queen of England passed away, but she had been ruling for many, 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 many decades. She was the Queen of the United Kingdom. Not only Great Britain, but so many other nations around the world, she was their queen. Any, any country that belonged to the United Kingdom, that she was their queen. She was the one who, you know, had the authority to a, a limited extent, not to an ultimate extent, but to a limited extent. She was really more of a figurehead, and then they had their own prime minister uh, that really was like what many of you have as presidents in, in republic or democratic countries, but she ruled as a queen. And so a kingdom is a country or a state or a territory that's ruled by a, a king or a queen. Now, in, this, in the spiritual, the spiritual reign or authority of God, it means that if you and I live under his authority, if we live under his reign, if we recognize and submit to the spiritual sovereignty of God, then he is our king. The domain over which the spiritual sovereignty of God or Christ extends, whether in heaven or on earth. And so when Jesus told his disciples, I want you to pray like this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you and I are not living in heaven right now. We know that Ephesians tells us that we are seated in a heavenly realm, but we are not living in the natural in heaven. We are living on the earth. And what Jesus has invited his disciples, and that means you and that means me, that means anybody who is following his lordship, anyone who has made him sovereign lord and king over their lives, that means we're inviting his kingdom to come, not, not simply when we pass from this life and go to be with Jesus in heaven, no. We're asking God's kingdom to be demonstrated, to be operating on earth. That's what Jesus is, is asking us to pray. 
and teaching us to pray. He's teaching us, instructing us to pray this way. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth in the same way that your will is carried out in heaven. That's deep. So let's just look back at that again. Because remember what I said at the beginning of this broadcast. We're now in the middle of the first month of this brand new year. So we need to be intentional about how we live our lives this year. You and I are not to be mindless and just do things by rote. And what that means in English, it means you just do things by habit. You know, you get up, you pray, you read the word of God, and prayerfully you're doing that. You go and you take your shower, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you put on your clothes, you, you know, take transportation, whether you drive in your car or you take a bus, you take, you walk, you take a train, you take a subway, you take a plane. How, however you, whatever your, you know, your regular MO is, your modus of operandi, however you operate on a daily basis, we're not supposed to just get up and do the regular thing that we're accustomed to do day in, day out. You know, then get a meal. If you're the one preparing the meal, buy the groceries, you know, clean the vegetables, clean the meat, cut it up, season it, cook it, roast it, fry it, hopefully not a lot of frying. (laughs) You know, however you prepare, saute, eat the meal, drink the drink, take your vitamins, Okay, that's what you do on a normal, regular basis. But what I'm trying to get us all to look at tonight, or whenever you happen to be listening to this broadcast, is we need to intentionally invite the kingdom of God to come. Don't just live. Don't just be like everybody else if you belong if you're a resident of the kingdom of God, don't just do business as usual. No. Purposefully, intentionally invite the kingdom of God to come where you are. And I'm telling you, when you invite God's kingdom to come where you are, things get shaken up. It is no longer business as usual, you're not going to be living an ordinary lifestyle. Amen. You and I don't live ordinary. When we are citizens of the kingdom of God, and you're demonstrating God's kingdom as you move around in your daily life experience. And you might say, but Sister Pearl, exactly how does this take place? Okay, let's go back to the beginning of this broadcast when we were reading earlier that God, if we belong to Jesus, God is our Heavenly Father. And so we behave 
as God is our Heavenly Father. Uh, I move understanding that God is my Heavenly Father. I operate in that realm, in the knowledge of, under the authority of God being my Heavenly Father. That elevates, hear me now, that elevates who I am. And am I saying that I'm better than other people? I'm not better than anybody. I'm not better than that beggar that's sitting outside, you know, of the main street and with the cup extended asking for some money or coins or a meal. I am not better than that man or that woman. And I understand that. And you and I need to understand that. We need to be cognizant and comprehend that you and I, in the natural, we're not better than anybody else. I mean, you might think you are because maybe you dress, you can dress a little bit better. Maybe your clothes are nicer, less worn, and you can buy newer clothes, and your clothes look neater and more modern. And, but that does not make you better. Your clothes don't make you better than anybody else. Your level of education does not make you a better human being than anybody else. Now, what I am saying is that if you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, is your life going to be lived than the man and the woman who do not have Jesus as Lord? Yes. Your lifestyle has to be better because it reflects the king under whose reign and authority you live under. If your life and my life is no different than the person next door who is not living under the sovereignty of Christ, then we've got a serious problem. That means I am not living to reflect who my king is. May I say that again? When I live, I should be reflecting whose kingdom I belong to. If I belong to this world, well, then the devil would have been, God forbid, but he would be the king over my life if I'm living for the world and living for the devil. Then, then that, that Jesus said to the people that were not following him, you are of your father, the devil. But if you have placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, he is your Lord, he is your master, he's the one that you adore, he's the one that you reflect, then Jesus is your master. And you're, you're demonstrating how he operates. Do you see the difference? Very, very different. Very different. And so when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, he specifically said, pray to our Father. He's reminding them, and he's setting their eyes on who their Father is. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed, holy, respected, honored, revered is your name. Your kingdom come, your kingdom come on earth. Whoa. So you mean we're not just waiting to demonstrate the kingdom of God when we go to be with Jesus in heaven. No, we're not. When you and I were born again, we, we already had eternal salvation. We already have it. We're not waiting to receive it when we close our eyes, you know, in death to this physical body. No, no. We have eternal life and eternal salvation right now here on earth. And what Jesus, who is our Lord and our Savior, our God, what he wants us to do is reflect the way he operates and his kingdom operates. He wants that reflected upon the earth. That's how he wants it reflected and when he wants it reflected. Not not later, right here. So now, what am I saying? January the 15th, 2023, instead of doing what we went over, you know, getting up in the morning and, 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 and you know, getting clean and getting dressed and getting ready and eating, if you eat breakfast and, and then you, you know, go out to work or if you take care of your children at home or if you work at home or whatever you're going to do or if you, you know, are in full-time ministry, we're not just doing things. We're praying on a daily, constant, really 24-7 basis. Even when we go to sleep, our spirit should be in an attitude of prayer. Won't get into that tonight, but I hope to get into that at another time. We should be always in prayer, even in our subconscious. We're always, we're at rest, we're at sleep, we're at peace, we're in Jesus. And so there's always that constant communication with God because we understand that if we're born from above, and that's what born again means, we're born of the spirit of God. We're we're, we're not just, you know, our mother and father's children, but we are now children of the living God first and foremost before being children of our natural parents. We are children of the most high God. Wow. And we're demonstrating, we're to demonstrate his kingdom in us, his kingdom ruling over us, his kingdom around us. How does that and what does that look like? For instance, I might be in the marketplace. I might go to a supermarket, but I'm a child of God. And so though I go to get my vegetables and my fruits and uh, perhaps some poultry or some meat and some maybe some rice and some other things, some juice, some water, but I, I am operating in the kingdom of God. Just to give you an example, I might meet somebody there that I've met before, and so we might strike up a conversation, or 
I might be opening up the refrigerated section and I'm reaching for a container of milk and somebody else is reaching, but I say, no, you go first. But something about that individual catches my attention. The spirit of God in me begins to discern Holy Ghost. Something about this man or this woman, God is trying to get my attention about something with them. And so while they're getting their container of milk or juice, the Spirit of God begins to reveal to me that he has a word for them. Or he begins to show me something about this man or about this woman. And that he, he wants me to say something and to have deeper interaction with them. And, and I might just say, well, miss, do you have a moment? I know you're just shopping, but I, I sense the Spirit of God wants me to share something with you. If you've got a moment, I'm discerning something. You know, when I touched you, when my shoulder touched your shoulder, as we were both going into the refrigerated section, the Spirit of God began to deal with me about you. And then I begin to tell this individual what God wants me to share with them. Guess what has just taken place in the supermarket? The Spirit of God and the kingdom of God is now in full operation right at the refrigerated section in that supermarket. You and I are not to be ordinary. You and I don't belong to ourselves. You and I don't belong, you know, merely to our, you know, physical government that we may happen to be under a system, you and I as kingdom people are under the spiritual reign and authority of Almighty God. And so when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we automatically are inviting the kingdom of God to rule and reign in our everyday life. And since you and I are not living in heaven, but living on the earth, that means that we should expect, we should invite the kingdom of God to be here on the earth. I remember, oh wow, this goes way back. It's more than 12 years back. Perhaps it's closer to like 14 years ago. Uh, I remember myself and a family member, we were in the emergency because we had to take my mom there. And uh, while we're there and waiting for her to be seen, I remember we're waiting in the emergency and then some people that we knew, 
got our attention and said hello. And so they happened to be with the ER too for whatever their uh, complaint was. But then I remember they said, well, will you come over? And just since they knew us and they knew that we believed in the power of God and that we were children of the Most High God, and uh, they said, would you pray? Pray for, for us before we're seen. And we said, certainly, we'd be happy to do that. And uh, I, I think they had specifically asked me, would you come and pray? And I said, yes, and I was happy to do that. thing you know, other people who we did not know, and that's why I called the other family member to help me, um, other people said, well, miss, can you also come here? Uh, we would like prayer as well. And then we said, okay. And then somebody else said, so the next thing you know, we had two, three, four different families asking for prayer right there in the emergency room. And then I had to call the other family member who was in Christ and said, would you help me? Because now I, I cannot pray for all of these people at the same time. I need some help. But this is what it means to be, to be demonstrating the kingdom of God on the earth. We were not in a church service. Uh, we were not in our home. We were in the ER, in a hospital, with a lot of other people around. So the other people were, were looking and seeing and listening, and that's how come different people started to call us, because now what happened? The Spirit of God now is there in that ER. The kingdom of God is now operating in the ER. Why? Because... God's people were in the ER. And so pray, our Father, allow your kingdom to come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what is God's will? He reveals his will in his word. That's how come you and I need to be fluent we usually use that term fluent for a language, but we need to become fluent in the word of God to know how he wants us to operate, how he wants us to deal, how he wants us to conduct his kingdom business on the earth. I'll give you another example of, you know, you know, kingdom, I can give you so many examples. I remember one time I was just walking. I think I've shared this on another broadcast, but for those of you uh, who were not listening to all of the broadcasts, and I know most of you have not listened to the majority of broadcasts, but you can always feel free to go to Reaching Out Radio International online, and um, you can always go and get previous broadcasts. I've been broadcasting myself uh, with Reaching Out Radio International and Evangelist Montel Fields for uh, several years now. So you can go uh, back a as far as like maybe four years ago to begin listening, or maybe even five years ago now, to listen to the, the different broadcasts that the Lord has given me, different messages over the past maybe four or five years. Um, just look up for the program in the word with Sister Pearl. And then uh, another uh, broadcast that I used to do, uh, Kingdom Principles. Um, 
Kingdom Perspectives. Kingdom Perspectives is another broadcast that I used to, to do, and we might be doing some of that again, which is a different format, but it's, it's good. We talk about what's going on in the world, but we look at it through the, the uh, eyes of God's perspective. What does God say about this issue or this, you know, cultural uh, matter? What does God say about it? What's his perspective? And so that's what that show was about. But do go back to some of the other broadcasts to learn what it is. What does God say in his word about so many issues? Um, so many issues. What does God say about marriage? What does God say about humanity? What does God say about gender? What does God say about raising children? What does God say about um, being single? What does God say about sexuality? What does God say about money? What does God say about business affairs and, and how we conduct business? See, the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, in English, in English, I cannot use, unfortunately, I cannot give this you know, use these acronyms um, in every language. But in English, I can use the acronym B-I-B-L-E, explain that the Bible means basic instructions before leaving earth. And so that's why it's important to read the Word of God and to study the Word of God. And then if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, to apply the Word of God to your life. So then when we talk about kingdom, like we are tonight, we understand that the kingdom of God is very different from the kingdom and the kingdoms of this world. Okay? The kingdom of God is the domain over which the spiritual sovereignty of God extends, whether that's in heaven or that's in earth. Very different. Very different. God's kingdom and the kingdoms of these of this present world clash. They're hostile to each other. They're not on the same plane. The kingdom of God is much higher. The kingdom of God is even more powerful. The kingdom of God is designed after his will. When the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of this present world, are diametrically opposed God's kingdom. And so when we pray, let your kingdom come on earth, we're praying that the rule and the reign of God would be established in our lives and that we would live under his domain under his authority, first and foremost. Give an example about even in a job. I remember being in a particular job, 
and I was a case manager managing about at least 33 homeless families that were housed in the two facilities that I managed, husbands, wives, and their children. And sometimes it was a single family, a single mom or a single dad. I had both. I had single fathers with children, and I had single moms with children, and I had mothers and fathers together with with children. But for whatever reason, they found themselves homeless. And I was managing uh, these particular apartment buildings that were housing these families. Now, thingly enough, um, there was a time when the building manager wanted me to lie and say that one particular family was just a single mom and one child wanted me to lie and say that they were in the home for some days that they were not in the home. Because if I lied, then they would get additional monies because they were contracted by the government. So me being a kingdom daughter, kingdom follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, and having God as my king and my Lord and the one who reigns, I could not do as the building manager wanted me to do. So the next thing I knew, I was being told to pack up my things because I was going to be transferred out of there. I would no longer be managing um, those homes, those two apartment buildings, and I would be sent uh, to another place which I did not like as much, but I was sent to another place and um, told to work there. So now why did that happen? It happened because I was not going to operate according to the kingdoms of this world. The kingdoms of this world would tell me, go ahead and lie. Go ahead and cheat. Go ahead and do something unethical. It's all about the money. It's all about what you can get. Go ahead and do that, and you'll be in the good graces of the building manager and ultimately his bosses because at the end of the day, what they want is more money to come in. You got people having more nights of shelter. You get more money. Well, I couldn't lie. She was not there for several nights that he wanted me to say that she was there. So I lost the opportunity of being able to manage those families. But, but at the end of the day, I was operating as a kingdom-minded individual, God's kingdom rather than the world's kingdom. Do you understand where, where we're going with this? I remember being at that same job, and I got a phone call. Because while I was at that job, I was also looking for other better positions. And I remember getting a call while I was, the years that I spent at that job, I remember getting a call from a, a, an NGO that was working with the United Nations. And this job that I was being offered would have been, I would have earned twice the amount of money 
that I was getting as a case manager. Wow. Well, I certainly needed the money. Lord knows I needed the money. It would have been a blessing financially. I would have actually needed more money than I was being offered, but praise God. I mean, twice the amount of money, that's good. So, but I wound up not taking that position. I didn't even interview for it. Would you like to know the reason why? The reason why I didn't interview for it is because I found out in the research about that particular NGO that they supported poor nations to expand their abortion rate. They were promoting women to kill the babies that were developing in their wombs. And I am adamantly against that because God hates it. He hates the shedding of innocent blood. And so even though my position would have had nothing directly to do with promoting um, abortion, my position would have not been a part. I wouldn't have been involved in that. But I knew that that particular organization promotes it, even though it wouldn't have been my job, but I would have been aligning myself with and connecting myself with a company that did promote evil. And so I told the lady that reached out, thank you very much for reaching out to me, but I won't be able to take, or I'm not even going to try to get the position. I'm not going to even interview for it. I'm not going to compete to get it. Why? Because my prayer on a daily basis is I want the kingdom of God to come on earth. I want his rule to be established on the earth rather than perpetuate the kingdom of darkness. In this present world, that's where you and I are. And I can see that we only have um, a little over four minutes left. So what I'm going to do is we're going to have a part two to your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. This is so important. If we're going to be real, if we're going to really go beyond just attending church services on Sundays and Bible studies during the week and prayer meeting maybe once a week, if we're going to establish the kingdom of God where we are and if we're going to really live out as his disciples did in the Bible, then you and I need to go a little further into this message. So let's do part two next time that we meet. Unfortunately, I will not be able to be with us on the 22nd, but prayerfully on the 29th of this month, God willing, the last Sunday evening, Lord willing, I should be back to do the sequel, part two, of Reaching Out Radio Internationals in the Word with Sister Pearl, Let Your Kingdom Come, part two. In the meantime, let's just pray. I want to pray specifically, I feel to pray for those that have not yet joined the kingdom of God. You're not yet in the kingdom. You're not yet born again. And so you need uh, to be first born in the kingdom of God so that you can be a part of God's kingdom. You can claim 
um, God as your heavenly father. Um, I can't save you. No one else on Reaching Out Radio can save you, but only Jesus can save you. But I can lead you in a, in a prayer and um, pray in your heart what I'm praying. Believe God with me that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to wash you in the blood that Jesus shed for you on Calvary's cross. And invite his Holy Spirit to come and live inside of you. And if you do that, he will. He will come and he will live inside of you. And you too can claim him as your heavenly father. And you too can pray. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth. Heavenly Father, I pray for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, listening to the sound of my voice tonight on this broadcast, wherever they're living, whether it's in a closed nation or an open nation to the gospel. Father, you hear their hearts cry. They want to follow you. They want you. They want you. They're sorry that they've sinned against you. And they're asking for your forgiveness. Please forgive them. And let your Holy Spirit come and dwell inside of them, Lord God. Make them your child. Give them your peace, your joy, and your love. And let your holy presence remain with them. And Father, uh, let them know that they do have a Heavenly Father so different from the Father's on the earth that have not been good for their children and even better than the best earthly father that we could have ever experienced. You're even better and greater than those type of fathers. Bless the people, O oh God, cause them to want to serve you, to want to know you, to want to love you. I bless them with the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you keep them, Keep them safe. Keep them strong. Keep them in faith until we meet again on the 29th of January, God willing. The Lord love you. The Lord bless you. May his countenance shine upon you until we meet next time. This is in the word with your sister Pearl. I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more. God bless you until next time. Bye-bye.